that feeling of I've made it. When did it sink in for you that like you're literally living the dream? You get to travel, you get to do what you love. I feel like it's happened like multiple times. Like we could buy a house with the income that we can get from the lover's passport. We can get to travel to all of these places. We're literally making some people's full salaries from going on a week trip to a bucket list destination Which is just, it's like, just mind-blowing insane yeah like there's so many more ways to to do it in life i feel like as soon as you can open up your mind a little bit like the sky is the limit for what you can do yes i'm feeling so amped up you guys <laughs> awesome well hello everyone and welcome back to the your extraordinary life podcast and youtube series my name is monica Fori, and i am joined here today by giselle and steven from the lover's passport hello <laughs> a little bit of backstory so giselle and steven are the one of the first people that I connected with on my content creator travel photography journey, we connected over our love for nature, outdoors, photography, and adventure. And now Giselle and Steven have gone on to create this amazing travel photography business, traveling the world, and their mission is to inspire others to get outside, adventure, plan epic trips. And so for today's podcast, I'm really excited to dive into their mindset of how they built this whole travel photography business and dream extraordinary life and so i'd love to start with you guys just sharing more of yourselves like the story of how you met and how the lover's passport started yeah um it was quite spontaneous how we met actually our friend Lindsay, <laughs> who had gone to high school with steven and was one of my best friends in college kind of it was our joint birthday party our joint 21st birthday party we were the last two people in our grade to turn 21 some little late november babies and um so she invited a ton of people from home to come celebrate and steven happened to be there and i didn't really think anything of it i was just like oh hi like in my head i was like oh, it kind of looks like a franco but <laughs> i wasn't gonna tell him that because <laughs> i checked his instagram bio and it was like has anyone ever told you that you look like james franco dash Nice. And so um, I kept my mouth shut on that one. But I was like, oh, hi, like, nice to meet you, whatever. And then we were, yeah, just talking. And then the next day, um, he agreed to come on our joint birthday. Like, it's called Land Shark, like a joint it's amphibious a boat, car. boat car in Santa Barbara. And I didn't think he'd actually show up. And then he did. And um, after that, we decided to go on our first date a couple days later. We went out for coffee and then been dating ever since so kind of wild he thought my um twin brother was my boyfriend <laughs> on that boat luckily that was not the case <laughs> and then um yeah and then the lover's passport didn't come for like another year and a half honestly like kind of crazy to start a business with your significant other when you're well, 22 think, and only dating we were, for a year and a half <laughs> we were looking to start a business you were like you, giselle was already doing her own little travel blog called the blonder like yeah oh my gosh don't out me like that <laughs> So she, Wait, what? Yeah, so she started that. The name was okay. never before revealed. I've never heard that. <laughs> well, I was Whoa. like so inspired like by the blonde abroad. And I was like, wow, I want to do that. And I was like, well, I'm blonde too. Oh. And so I had like a little WordPress terrible, terrible blog where I was writing like our little weekend adventures that we would do, like our hikes and backpacking just in California. And I like did not share it with anyone. I posted on Facebook. And then that was it. I've never had that. social media for it or anything. I just enjoyed writing, enjoyed blog writing. And um, yeah, it's just kind of like fun for But that, she was doing but... that. And I feel like she wasn't getting burned out from it. But she was like, why don't we do this together? And we, I was like, 
yeah, okay, we'll do it together. Like he said yes, but he wasn't like I was not fully into it. committed. Not even close. <laughs> I was so focused because I own my own martial arts business too. So I was so focused on like tournaments and I was training to be top in the world and XYZ. So I was like, I have so much going for me. This is like whatever, I'll do it. I like her a lot. We'll I'll, we can do a project <laughs> together. And then COVID hit and I feel like that my whole martial arts business, I was teaching Zoom from my living room and I was like, Okay, this kinda sucks and I would only teach for like two hours a day on the TV and the rest of the time I would just sit there scrolling, finding accounts like you and Chas and everyone else that kind of create this little community. And I was like, this is pretty cool that you can talk to these people all over the world and we're all just going on little weekend road trips and such. And he got into engaging and like chatting with other people way more than I did. Like <laughs> I loved like the content side of it, but he immediately once Zoom teaching and lockdown kind of happened he was like wow this is awesome like, let's really do this well i never had an instagram oh, or facebook or anything right. up until i was 18 so this was new for me i like never had engaged i like just started an instagram a few months before so I was like this is so fun look he at all these people that are so much. he basically oh. did this like low-key on his own personal social media like not <laughs> trying to be like a content creator but he was he was just like so post happy he had his own little personal youtube too like oh he his go Happy. <laughs> like he'd bring his little GoPro on all of our trips before we started the Lover's Passport. So if you go creep on his personal YouTube page, he's always like, "Yo, good morning!" Oh like, my and so I feel like it was funny because I kind of had the predecessor account for the blog, and he kind of did like the video YouTube stuff, like on the low key, yeah. <laughs> not actual like good production levels or anything like that. But it kind of has always been in the background. And I mean, I've had a I have a film and media degree and a communication degree. So it kind of just like went hand in hand going into this. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I love how organically that came together from both sides. Yeah. It was like you had your passion that you were already doing and it wasn't like, oh, I want to start this. Like, this is the goal that I want to do. Like yeah. it started organically for you. And then for you as well, like posting your adventures and just wanting to connect with people. And then that's literally exactly what this business is it's right crazy. so what was the journey like for you guys where you started doing it organically you loved it you're like yeah this is fun and like yeah this is my passion and then what was that changing point that changing moment for you where you decided like wait maybe we can take this full time maybe we can make it like a i don't even a career I never like, passed our mind, at least well <laughs> i think there was um during lockdown i feel like that was a very interesting time for us because we couldn't go outside. We really just had all this extra time. I was still working my my job remotely, and I still had my same hours, 8 to 4. But with all this extra free time, because we weren't going anywhere on the weekends anymore, we were just around. We had all this time to delve into, like, teaching ourselves new things. I've always loved learning. I've always been, like, a I love school kind of person. <laughs> um, and so, like, how is that straight A? Must study all the time like kind of girl I feel um, like, <laughs> yeah. Thursday night um, the type like... A perfectionist yeah yeah that's me um <laughs> like <laughs> that's not even um and so I just wanted to learn a ton of stuff so he really went hard on the photography stuff on YouTube and so I looked at all the editing stuff and I really got into photo editing and and then the marketing side of things I did have some background because my previous job working in skincare marketing I launched their influencer program I launched all their email marketing like I did a ton of different hats for that in the PR department so I kind of had a leg up in that because I would work with a ton of beauty influencers and they would pitch me and all this stuff so I kind of knew that there was a potential for business side in that, but I never expected that we would 
we would get there. It took us six months to hit a thousand followers. Like it really never crossed my mind that it would be a business until during lockdown when we, we did the, I think you did it too. The Marie Jake, uh, the Marie Faye and Jake Snow, um, course with like, I think it was like the Institute of Code Mm -hmm. and they did a whole free thing on how they make money and stuff. And I was like, Oh, Okay. And then I totally, we, we took it seriously after that. And we're like, wow, these people can do that. Maybe we can too. I feel like G really took it seriously. Like the whole, everything before, like, I feel like we hit 50,000 followers was all like very G motivated. She was like, here's our worksheet. Like, what are our three like, accounts that are inspiring us? What are, what what's our this? brands? What's brand? <laughs> what colors do we want? What fonts? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. What, this I is mean, a lot of stuff. In the, yeah. Cause she was doing, that was her whole job basically for the brand was she was doing it at work and then she would get home and she would do all the stuff she did at work. But, but for, for us, for us. So it kind of, mm. and it was super inspiring for me. I was like, I've never thought about any of this stuff. I just teach Taekwondo. I teach people, I know how to run a business, but I've never thought about like online marketing. And then I feel like after that, we, once we had a thousand followers, I was like, we've made it. This yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> when we hit like 5,000, I remember we posted. I, was, I thought I could retire. I was, oh. <laughs> he posted on his personal Instagram account. He was like, thank you for 5,000. Like, this is insane. I can't believe it's happening. Now flash forward to today. And we just hit like 552,000 or something like that. Mind which, I mean, that's just like a metric obviously that doesn't necessarily mean a lot but massive congratulations you know, on it i mean crazy. there's so much that goes into it and that's on like celebrating the milestones too yeah. along the journey it's so like stuck. yeah <laughs> i remember back in the day like people who had ten thousand followers we're like oh whoa God, yes! they gotta be making like thousands of yes! like crazy and anytime one of those people followed us back i was like oh, oh my god, god! exactly well it's all perspective too right it's like i feel like starting this business during covid we didn't really have like a grasp on how many these thousands of people are that are like Mm -hmm. viewing our stories but i went to an auditorium the other day that had four thousand seats and i was like four thousand people are viewing my thing (laughs) like that's crazy but that's awesome and then so on that journey like you're like okay i was really inspired by marie fane jake snow like whoa these people are doing it full time well was there ever like a moment like when you decided to quit your job or when you decided to like join and start to give this more than your Taekwondo business? Like what was that moment like for you? Oh, it was really scary. I loved my stability. (laughs) Um, and I have always said that you don't need to quit your nine to five to do what we do, which is true. Unless like you (laughs) want to build a content empire. Um, so it was really hard because I was like, oh, it's a stable paycheck. Like, I like my job. It's close. He was still working at the Taekwondo studio. We made it work. Like, he would do our lover stuff in the mornings when I was at work. And then I would take it in the afternoons when he was at work. So someone was always on the account. Like, we had a system. And I think the point when I was like, okay, like, it, I would be dumb to not try and do this was when we were making as much as I was making in my corporate salary, if not, and then it was more. And I was like, okay, this is really, I really need to consider this as an opportunity. We, I didn't quit my job until we had like 130,000 followers. And after I quit that, every, the universe just kind of aligned and we got our biggest gig, like the day after I turned my two weeks, that was literally over half my corporate salary the whole year for one week of work for that amount. I was like, Wow. Wow. Okay. I should have quit sooner, but it's like, not only the stability thing, I think that's just something that's a pressure from 
American society, you know, everyone's like, you need to have a stable job. You need to go into this career path and, and that kind of stuff. Whereas Steven, who did a more untraditional thing, being a business owner from like 18 and on, I feel like that wasn't as hard for you. I feel like the, for me, I look at it as like, do it until you're completely miserable. Like Mm -hmm. for her, she would, we would wake up in the morning. She'd be like, okay, from 6am to 8am, I have to get a post ready. So she'd get the post ready. She'd work from eight to five after she said, okay, from five to midnight, I'm going to do pitching. I'm gonna do my photo editing. I'm going to plan the weekend trip. So she was just like completely miserable. We were getting, I wasn't miserable, but I was getting burnt out. She was destroyed, but it was like five. I feel like at that point was when we were like, okay, we're making 30,000, 40,000 this month. We, there's no reason that I need, still need to go to work when you can make that by staying at home and yeah. focusing on the new thing. And then for me, I feel, that, I feel like that's when she quit was two years ago. Mine was really like a year ago and it was basically just cause there was no, I did not have enough time in the day. We were going to be gone for an entire month, except I was going to be home for two days. So how do I look at my boss and like, all right, so I'm going to be gone for the entire month, but this month is making me four times as much money as the Going entire year here. So, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I just talked to my other co-owners and was basically, basically like, I'm going to be leaving until all, when I'm here, I can do private lessons, but I just don't have enough time to do both at the same time. And at a certain point, it's hard to do that because it was like my baby is what I've been doing since I was three years old, but money talks and trap where you get to do what we love i get to do it with my wife so it was like a dream come true i still don't like process the word wife (laughs) (laughs) we just got married in july so like yeah still processing (laughs) (laughs) wow amazing that's awesome i love that so it was there i feel like a lot of this influencer space creator space social media is everyone's just like go for it do it like yes but there's strategy involved Mm -hmm. in it like especially with the path and the journey of being an entrepreneur essentially starting your own business there are so many highs and lows to it that like upon glance at social media people can just be like oh easy like they're so lucky they're just like like, doing that and making nice to be rich and be able to do this yeah those get me so frustrated when they're like i quit my job and all of a sudden i made this much money i'm like you didn't i just not how it works yes yeah and there's so much behind the scenes in it and this your story here is the testament of that like there were moments where you're reaching like measurable mind space and like your lifestyle is not sustainable and you're like i need to make a change i want to make a change Mm -hmm. and so i love hearing the behind the scenes of that and how you took it full time that's awesome yeah it really was just like either i need to quit and really go after this new dream or we need to hire someone yeah to help with Which that is another yeah. option like now even now we're we don't have enough time to do everything so we're like okay let's outsource this let's outsource this and it's you been start so to nice grow your business and i mean we know people that do that they still work their full time and they just outsource a lot of the pieces of their uh their creator business i mean if you're making really really good money doing your full-time job you don't have to quit yeah and if you love it like exactly yeah that's awesome amazing (laughs) so for the next one i wanted to ask you guys so since you've been on this journey what has your most memorable experience been and if you don't say switzerland i'll be personally (laughs) offended (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) that was like a trip that still lives like and that was like a one for the books that trip was crazy (laughs) honestly we had seven 
content creators in a five-person van. <laughs> At one point, I think we had, what, like nine people? I don't even remember. I think the max it hit eight or nine yeah. one night. That was nuts. That was crazy. In a manual van. That, yeah, in a manual van that we learned when we landed. In the parking lot. Steven learned off of YouTube how to drive stick shift yeah, and never up, did it before. We walked up to get the keys. And I'm like, all right, it's a manual. And I was like, all right, I pulled out my YouTube video, how to drive me. <laughs> And I was sitting in the back with my (laughs) severe motion sickness on lap like eight. And I was like, guys, how many more laps do you think until we're good? I might step out. That was just the first day. I know, not even driving up the Alps and down all the stalls. My favorite clip that we took that whole trip. Like, it was a totally scenic, amazing itinerary through the Swiss Alps. But my favorite video that was captured the whole time, besides obviously getting engaged, was <laughs> there's a clip of our buddy Colin holding a cup of coffee. <laughs> and we're trying to get out of this parking lot and interlock in. And you can see, like, he's about to take a sip. And then Steven stalls and it just goes. <laughs> 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 and everyone's like, <gasps> and it just cuts. It is so funny. <laughs> but yeah, that was a crazy trip. We got engaged. We went canyon swinging which is like bungee jumping into this giant gorge that like is i feel like it's crazier than bungee jumping because you go up and down quite a few times yeah, yeah. Just, like, once and then stops so that was that was nuts and seeing zermatt and the matterhorn and that was just a magical magical trip yeah, it's definitely a core core trip i feel like whenever we say like most beautiful country or like favorite trips that's always it's like how do you beat that yeah and it was crazy because we were just there with a ton of people we met off the internet yeah not a single person did we know before instagram (laughs) everything they tell you not to do is like don't talk to strangers on the internet don't meet in a van van. (laughs) in a foreign country like what else we break all the rules (laughs) (laughs) but i think that was one of the best parts about instagram is you get to meet all these amazing like-minded people and it's not like before where you had to just find those people nearby you in a certain location now you can be friends with people all over the world yeah you're showing up as your authentic self and sharing your passions and that's how we connect it it's like whoa i'm no longer alone there are other people who enjoy the same things i do and we get to do those things together it's like an easier version of (laughs) online dating for friends yeah Yeah. (laughs) It's better. It's better than online dating. I luckily can't say that that I did that, but I can imagine it's an interesting landscape nowadays, especially post COVID. I can only imagine. And then, how was French Polynesia? Your honeymoon looked magical. That I feel like magical is the right word for sure. Um, There's just some energy about French Polynesia. I know for you, like your spots, like Hawaii. I gotta say, French Polynesia is better. Like, wow. Yeah. It was just like, we did a ton of islands. We started in Morea and then we went like swimming with humpback whales and we saw like five or six sets of mom and calf just swimming together. It was so cool. It was the most like breathless, I feel like, I've ever been where I know some people were like, oh, I'd start crying or something. But I, w- I was like, oh, like, oh, my God, they're like right there. They're <laughs> these insanely gorgeous, beautiful, amazing creatures. They're just like five feet away from you. And you're like, wow, this is real life. And then, I mean, the watercolor out there is just stunning. It's the literal turquoise blue. Like, I felt like we were in Moana the whole time. And, and then when we get to Bora Bora, that's like... That's we always were like, oh, if we get to go to Bora Bora one day, like we made it, you know? Yeah. And we did. So I mean I travel hacks the whole thing, so that was that was cool too. But um yeah, it's just unmatched beauty, I feel like. And our whole wedding was like tropical themed, so it was kind of fun to like <laughs> just 
slide it in there. And then the last island we went to was a totally different experience. We were in Rangaroa and it's this much more local, authentic island than like something like Bora Bora. We were just staying with a local at an Airbnb and he'd bring us fresh baguettes every day. And we went snorkeling or no, we went scuba diving every day and got to swim with these insane dolphins that would just come up and want to play like little sea puppies. It's the coolest thing. And then Taha'a, the, which was the other island we went to, was just pinnacle of like relaxation. And then we got to go to a vanilla plantation and see how they like hand pollinate. They, every piece of vanilla there is hand pollinated, which what? is crazy. And then got to go do like some of the local businesses and stuff. So it was, it's cool to see both like the nature, the luxury, the wildlife, and then like the local culture. Magic. Mm-hmm. I want to go so bad. That sounds amazing. We have to run it back next year, Maria. Yeah, yeah we October said every October we want to try and go. Beautiful. Let's do it. Yep. That's awesome. It's manifesting right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. And something that I've noticed you guys say a couple times, it's like that feeling of I've made it. Like, have you let that, like, when did it like sink in for you that like you're literally living the dream? Like you get to travel, you get to do what you love. Like when did that moment hit you and what did it feel like? Well, I have different answers. I don't know. Well, I feel like it's happened like multiple times. Like we could buy a house with the income that we can get from the lover's passport. We can get to travel to all of these places. We're literally making some people's full salaries from going on a week trip to a bucket list destination. Which is just, like, just mind-blowing. Insane. Yeah, like, people are like, okay, wh- how many honeymoons are you going to go on this year? They literally ask us, like, I, a deal for that all the time. They're like, are you, I thought you already went on your honeymoon. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, we did, but. but like, li- little countries are reaching out and saying, hey, we want you to come to our country and we want to give you, show you a honeymoon. We literally, we want you to experience a honeymoon in our country and we'll pay you for it. It's like, Pause, pause for a second like yeah. what did what did you say it's just, i feel like there's a lot of pinch me moments and even in nature like i feel like those moments where you're in the switzerland let's say and the matterhorn peaks out it's like those moments you're like i've wanted to see this my, my entire life, life. Yeah. and now we're here with a bunch of my best friends like this is this is insane so i feel like that's there's business like pinch me moments like this is what it's about and then there's also like just nature and like travel moments that are like this is this is what i wanted to do my entire life like in bora bora i think one of our friends carly always is like this is our life like every time we're (laughs) on a gang together and i think it's really true like every single trip we go on we're like wow like this is literally our job and we're just so grateful that we're able to do this and it's such a privilege to have this as our job and be able to make this our livelihood so we're just gonna run with it as long as possible yes i love that and i love that like surrounding ourselves with community like all of us that whole trip we're just like this is our life like this feels surreal because we all like built it together and we all appreciate it and so that's awesome and i think the coolest thing too is i don't think any one of us in our like circle of creators that started the same time we did i don't think anyone really planned on it being a full-time job like i think all of us evolved on our separate like journeys and somehow like the people that were consistent and like really wanted it like made it happen like looking back three years ago it's crazy because now I feel like everyone that was in that core niche circle that kind of and did the same course that we did or something like everyone is now killing it and they're all chasing their dreams and I feel like it's just that first little baby step of okay you gotta like commit to it disregard what 
people might think and just go for it. Cause I mean, now we've met up with so many other people online that are all following the same path, which is so cool. Yes. Yes. And something that you said in there and probably the biggest thing that I've noticed from you guys is your like entrepreneurial, like consistency and discipline, like next levels, two years of reels. Like that's wild. Well, we, <laughs> like, we hit it. That's yes. awesome. Congratulations <laughs> on that. And that's something that is so like, I want to dig into like how, where did that mindset, where did that like drive for success come from after you already have this like on paper success? It's like, yes, I've checked these boxes. I'm doing what I want to do. Like, where does that drive come from to continue to like post consistently in this disciplined way? Like that's mind blowing. I feel like there's a lot of different people. There's like obviously the business side of it. It was like, okay, every single day you have to show up. You're working basically to get the views because that's what everyone wants to see every time we post. We have a chance to get in front of different marketers or different um, countries or different states that might want to work with us. And then on the other hand, it, we just have we go on so many trips and have so much stuff that we want to share. Like she said before, I just would share my personal YouTube videos because it was fun. I loved putting out different hikes or different. We climbed this mountain or we went to this thing or went in this camping trip. So it's really fun to just share all the stuff that we have. Cause I feel like there's definitely posts that we'll put out that are like, okay, this is a viral post. We want this to help us grow or this is an ad. But then there's all other posts that we're just like, I'm really excited to share this post. Like I worked really hard. He gets hard really or- excited. Like while editing, he's like, Oh, this one's going to be a banger. But I think that's <laughs> the biggest thing is he thinks it's like fun. Like he doesn't view it as work. Yeah. So he, I mean, I would edit it anyway. <laughs> yeah, he would edit it anyways. I feel like that's that is a, a very interesting. So many people start now with the intent they're like, okay, I want to be a creator to make money, and I feel like if that's what you want to do, you're in the wrong line of business because it's gonna take like a year, maybe two years for some people before you figure out your it factor or like what is working for you that makes you run. Like when we first started, it took us six to nine months to hit a thousand followers like if you what, what if i told you okay you're gonna go into the office for six months and i'm not gonna pay you like would you go no so i feel like it's not for everyone you have to love what you're doing you have to have a big passion for it so i feel like that's why some people that are super um successful with it it's like did you what when was the it factor when when did it happen for you it's like so I, the I, why yeah it's why just like we just love put like if we weren't making any money for it would we still post some lovers passport yes. yeah it's amazing i would still post every single day i'd still put something out it still show up on the story just because it's fun it like is amazing to connect with other travelers to highlight all the cool places that we've been it's it's very very fun i feel like Yes, it's that passion that's driving you. And then mm-hmm. it became a profit and it became a career. That's amazing. Yeah. I also feel like it's our personalities, though. I feel like there is a consistent trend across people that we meet that are doing the same entrepreneurial journey. Everyone is like pretty put together. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody is lazy or like, you know, just half-assing it. Everyone is very... Um, like discipline, whether it's like just your personality type, like you were good at school, for example, or you had some sort of marketing background or PR background that always is a leg up. I feel like most of the people that immediately got followings in the first place had some sort of knowledge of the industry ahead of time, which definitely did come to play. But also we're both very competitive people. Like <laughs> that is, I am a twin and I, I'd say my like competitiveness has always come from being compared from like birth so like (laughs) so i think the competitive spirit between both of us too like we're pushing each other to make 
us better separately and as business like team. And then also like Steven will be like, Oh, like we got to get to like 500 K like let's push like very goal oriented as well. So I think there's a mix of like mindset, but also the goal aspect and some of the education is all tied together to make it work. Yes. Epic. And you're both athletes as well. So I feel like from your past, so that also leads into like that competitive spirit. Definitely. (laughs) And then, so what do you do in moments when like, obviously on this journey, there are highs and lows, like we touched on earlier. What do you do when you like hit those lows? Like when you're feeling like whether it's that doubt, that doubt creeps in or like something pops up that you're not expecting. Like what do you personally do to get yourself out of that situation and continue on your path? I think it's very interesting because I definitely hit the lows more than Stephen does. <laughs> well, that's I just also put for like yeah, and you'll, you'll find most you'll find in the space too. Like we've talked to a lot of other couples on our podcast where it's always the lady in the in the couple that experiences burnout more or like judgment or like fear of other people's thoughts. You know, so I find that for me having a partner that helps with this like is so important because like if I'm feeling burnt out he can step up and take some off my plate and give me time to like relax go find another hobby to do or like take time off and then for him I feel like I feel like it for me it's community is a big thing like if I'm ever having a month and I'm like dude every single video is doing trash what is going on I'll call my buddy Trent from Rio Trent I'm just like yo How's it going? Do you want to take a look at my account? Like, how are you? Like, just connect with them. Same thing. If let's say I'm struggling with business or um, or we're not getting enough collabs, or I'm thinking about pitching, I'm like, oh well, we keep getting a couple of no's. When we call our friends, sometimes it's good to just hear them say, like, dude, your video was terrible. Because it's okay to fail. Like, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh well, if I'm not if I'm not failing or if I'm messing up, like I need to quit or I'm not good at this. Like, failure is good as long as you're learning from it. So hearing it from G, she'll be like, ah, I don't really like that video or changing or even people when i call them up and getting their feedback like it's really good to fail if you're not failing then you're in the wrong line of business you're not constantly growing absolutely yes and so i also wanted to dig into like that growth mindset like you guys are so growth oriented like you said here if something's not working how can we learn how can we grow from it what advice do you have for someone who wants to get started on this journey but is stuck at that point where they're doubting themselves where they're comparing themselves and where they're scared to get started I have a quote. <laughs> I, well, I have two quotes. Number one, I always say excuses are like belly buttons. Everyone's got one and you're stinks. <laughs> yes. So I feel like it, as a creator, like even when you're getting started with anything, there's so many excuses like, oh, I don't have enough time. Oh, I don't, I don't know how to use a camera. Oh, I don't oh, have I, enough money. Yeah. I don't have enough. Like, I, I feel like there's a lot of a lack mindset. And I'm much more of like, I hate excuses. I'm like, just figure it out. Like there's so many. He's very blunt. I'm very, I'm very, I have a very low, um, tolerance. Yeah. So like anytime, like someone's complaining to me, I just give them a solution. I'm like, okay, here's a solution. He's got to work on his empathy a little bit, but yeah. So that, that was, that's my first thing for creators is like, you have to have a little bit of grit. I feel like a little bit of way, like if you hit something and you're like, hear yourself saying, oh, I can't do this because figure out a way to solve it. And if you don't know how, 
Go find someone. Buy a course that can help you. Go phone a buddy. Go DM another creator. Watch that YouTube. Yeah, exactly. There's so many solutions out there. And I feel like the other one is you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start in order to be great. Like, I feel like people, if they're just starting now, look at people who have 500,000, a million subscribers or followers and they're like oh how am i ever gonna get to that like, like you why even bother you can't compare your day one somebody's day 700 exactly. of reels you know like that's just not fair yeah. to yourself and it you're is, gonna compare yourself naturally mm -hmm. but like seeing someone who's already made it you're not giving yourself grace exactly. to start when you're doing that all the time and i feel like honestly for your mental health like unfollow people that are not serving you at the time like if you're constantly comparing yourself to someone and asking yourself why am i not like them why am i not at that level of success it's totally fine to unfollow people block people like for your journey mm -hmm. yeah i feel i mean if you look at let's say there's a 40 year old millionaire and you're 20 how are you going to compare yourself to the person that's 40 years old has all this money they've had 20 more years on you so how are you going to do the same thing with a creator that's been doing it for four or five years and is super successful in four or five years you can do that if you start though every single day you like push it back is a day that you're wasting you know yeah like investing yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly amazing so inspiring you guys thank you so much and i could continue to dive into your mindset and like this whole business forever but one question that i love to ask on this series is obviously it's your extraordinary life and the main theme and messaging behind it is that it looks different for everyone it's not like i'm telling you you have to go climb the mountains and do all the things <laughs> and like quit your job in order to live an extraordinary life it looks different for every single person but it's having that courage and that faith and that like just like willpower to step out and pursue what it is for you so what is your most extraordinary life look like for you guys I feel like there's a few things. We've, we've done a ton of like the little mindset books and stuff where they're like, oh, like draw your like dream map or whatever. Um, I think for us, like eventually getting to be financially free and like totally independent, like mortgage paid off, like all that kind of stuff. And just being able to, yes, still continue to travel and see all these amazing like new cultures and eventually, I don't know, hit every country one day. That would be pretty rad but also like just having a really good community and being there when when we're here and just being happy i feel like pursuing our passions and just wanting to be happy i feel like is the biggest thing i don't know and i feel like being financially free and being able to experience a ton of different perspectives really helps with that I yeah know, for you I feel, different? I, feel, I feel like for me i feel like my I'm happiest when I'm like learning something or challenging myself. So if we're like learning how to be better at Catan, like a board game, or learning how to be better at going climbing. So I hope my goal is like, no matter if I'm what, how am I 27 now? Or if we're like in our 60s, like what can we still be learning when we're there? Are we learning how to get better at investing? Or are we helping learn how to teach people how to be better if they're in their 20s if i was like in my 60s the things i would say to a 20 year old out of college oh man even now just even like now five yeah. years out like you're yeah. like oh wow things have changed well it's really like a, a very different because i feel like depending on who you surround yourself with a lot of people are like you need to go to college you need to go and become a doctor you need to go and become an accountant nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do go and do it but i feel like especially in the u.s everyone is so closed-minded and think there's only one path to become successful and if you don't do that one path then 
you're not going to be successful and you're just going to make up excuses. I'm poor. I can't do this, but there's so many ways to make money. I've, I didn't go to graduate college. I didn't, I've never worked a traditional job. I worked for my mom and I worked for myself and that's it. Like there's so many more ways to, to do it in life. I feel like as soon as you can open up your mind a little bit, like the sky is the limit for what you can do. Yes. <laughs> like so amped up, you guys. <laughs> awesome. That was amazing. Thank you so much. And I want to say as well, I'm so grateful that we met at the beginning of our journeys and to have friends like you guys and a community to go throughout this journey. <laughs> you guys are constantly inspiring me, your mindset, your creativity, and also you're just like passion for adventure and like wanting to get out there and like seize the day and see sees life is so inspiring so thank you for being you thank you <laughs> thanks for having us on <laughs> it is you can't yeah. tell where <laughs> <laughs> and so to conclude where can everyone find you guys and what are you looking forward to like whether it's like a project that you're working on or an adventure that's coming up like what's next for you guys well you can find us on the lover's passport on every social media platform we also have our own podcast which is called unfiltered adventures and we have a very exciting project coming out early next year which you can find more on the creator passport on instagram um but yeah that's our whole online course where we're going to teach exactly how to do what we do and kind of dive into more of what we were talking about here with mana of how to like scale your creator business into doing it full-time so very excited for that and yeah yeah hopefully we see you out there (laughs) amazing thank you so much you guys and i will see you guys in the next episode bye it's our first video podcast (gasps) not in zoom our first podcast coming outside of covid i know Concept. Is it actually? Yeah, it is. No way. Yeah, and that's why we set up our whole podcast studio here because we wanted to start doing video, but it just hasn't happened yet. Wow, and that's funny that this first one is it's the one we're in. I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, love that.